You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. another episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Aurora Bubaloo. Hello, Aurora. How are you doing on this beautiful sunny day? Good. How are you? I am warmer than I would prefer to be, but <laughs> I I know it's going to get worse, so I'm just going to not complain yep. about it because I need to save up all of my complaint points for about a month and a half from now or two months from now when it's 85 or 90 degrees and uh and really sticky then i'll complain more but i'm i'm going to i'm going to save it it could be worse i'm enjoying it because they said that there's gonna be thunderstorms all weekend yeah that's what i heard our forecast has rain all weekend we don't have thunderstorms but we've got uh basically from tomorrow until sunday it says we've got possibility of rain on all of those days yeah uh, and if it's anything like Michigan rain normally works, it will rain for about 25 seconds, <laughs> just enough to saturate the air to make it really uncomfortable, and then it yeah, will stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yay, summer. Uh, I'm uh, I'm so envious of the people who are like in the in the Western United States where it's more of a dry heat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could I could I could deal with that. Uh, this I can't. Well, anyway, let's talk about something else we can deal with. We can deal with talking about uh, Fear the Walking Dead, the season two mid-season finale. People who are on the west side yes. of the country. Yes. <laughs> Those lucky butts. Yeah, I mean, hey, they're, uh, look, you may argue that they're in a zombie apocalypse and therefore right. they're worse off than we are, but I don't know if that's really true. <laughs> they seem to be acquitting themselves okay of the situation for the most part. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, <laughs> fine. We'll, we'll talk about this episode and see what happens. I, I thought they were doing okay up until now. <laughs> well, let's find out. It's season two, episode seven of Fear the Walking Dead. It's called Shiva, which I believe is also a Mortal Kombat character, I think. It is, yeah. Uh, I think she was the one who had the really great line in the second movie as well. The, the I really I don't know if there were any great lines in that movie. <laughs> I, isn't she the one who said like, you know, you will die? Like I thought that was her uh, I uh think so. yeah, yeah, really true. really really poorly delivered and Yeah, yeah, yeah. all that greatness. <laughs> uh Shiva by the way to uh I <clears throat> I guess means the uh it means the auspicious one. And this was an auspicious episode. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> let's talk yeah. about what happened. Uh, we start off right away with a flashback of young Daniel Salazar as he stands behind, uh, stands beside a pond, uh, a pond full of dead human beings mm-hmm. in a jungle somewhere in uh, El Salvador. And he hears a man say, take the gun, Daniel. Uh, and he wakes up. Uh, and Ophelia to the sound of a gunshot. And Daniel runs outside with Ophelia and things get really weird when Ophelia says she can't run any further and then starts peeling off 
her face. Daniel wakes up again. It's Dreamception in this episode. <laughs> dreams within dreams, which I've heard happens. I don't think it's ever happened to me, but I've heard this has happened to people. Yeah, it's never happened to me. Yeah, I've never heard. <laughs> I, I, I guess it might happen, but I've never experienced it. Daniel wakes up. It was all a nightmare. Again. He hears people running in the hall, and the gunshot that awoke them was, in fact, the one that Strand had fired last week, shooting Thomas in the head. Mm-hmm. Celia is mad! And uh, insists on uh, kicking Strand out. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's being shunned. Uh, Travis asks Alicia to help him find Chris. She says, no way, dude. Good for her. Yeah, she is getting smarter <laughs> by the episode. Yes. Uh, Celia forbids Strand from burying Thomas and attacks him when he declares that Thomas wasn't her son. She orders, uh, she officially orders Strand and all those that brought along uh, that he brought along with him to leave by the next day. And Travis spots Chris in a vineyard, and Chris runs away. The next day, Daniel is secretly sharpening a razor blade, which he then pockets. Uh, Travis spends all night looking for Chris in the nearby hills when he finds an infected that Chris stabbed in the head. Chris watches Travis from afar like a creep. Madison tells Nick and Alicia to (laughs) quietly pack supplies so that they can flee to the Abigail and escape Celia's clutches. And Alicia refuses to return to the boat, and Nick defends Celia. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis follows a trail of infected bodies killed by Chris. There he meets a Mexican man inside a shack and explains that he's looking for his son. The man tries to send Travis away. Travis tries to walk but collapses, his feet bloody and torn from walking barefoot all night. The things parents will do for their kids. Mm -hmm. I I love my kids, but I would definitely put on shoes (laughs) before going out and walking all night and looking for them. On an infected world. Yes! <laughs> God, Travis is an idiot. Uh, anyway, uh, Nick appears to be leading an infected Luis to Celia after venturing outside the estate, masked by infected blood. Celia invites Nick to stay at the estate. He convinces her to allow his family to stay with him, but she insists that Strand must leave. Uh, Madison confronts Nick about his fascination with the dead and asks if Celia told him to find Luis. Nick argues that Celia merely wanted her son back and then offers to bring Travis back as well. He tells Madison that the infected will not touch him. Uh, Daniel tells Ophelia that Griselda, uh, his wife, uh, is waiting for them at the gate. That's weird. Mm -hmm. He grabs her and slashes a man who tries to restrain him. A group of men hold Daniel down. Oh, things are getting strange. Um, The man in the shack gives Travis some shoes. Says, try not to do that again next time, you fool. Uh, (laughs) Travis sees movement underneath the bedroom door, and the man whispers to Travis that Chris has threatened to hurt his son if he didn't make Travis leave. Travis barges into the room and finds Chris holding the man's son at gunpoint. Uh, Ophelia, meanwhile, demands to see Daniel, but Celia says... He's too dangerous. No, you can't see him. And Travis, back at the shack, knocks the gun out of Chris's hand, and a chase ensues, and Chris has to tackle him outside. Chris swipes at Travis with a knife, but Travis wrestles the knife from him, and then Chris looks at his dad and says, I'm no good. Yeah. 
at acting. <laughs> That's for he's, sure. He's no good for this show. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> uh, Celia brings food to Daniel, who is tied up in a storage room, and urges him to seek forgiveness from the dead. Daniel hears Griselda's voice again after Celia leaves the ghost of Gris... Well, I mean, it might be Griselda's ghost. It might just be Daniel hallucinating as well, or okay. seeing things. Uh, Nick finds Travis in the hills. Travis says that Chris needs him and orders Nick to tell Madison that he couldn't find him. Nick leaves Travis with a knife for protection. Madison implores Celia to let Strand stay, but she refuses and tells Madison that she must learn to accept that the infected are just, uh, that the infected, just like Nick does, uh, you have to accept these people. They're, fa uh, to be fair, she sort of makes a, a good point, kind of. I don't know, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Daniel talks to Griselda and reflects upon all of the people he's killed, and she asks him, what about the one that haunts you now? And we go back to the flashback, of young Daniel looking at the pool of the bodies and notices that notices that one of the men is still alive. A man hands him a gun and tells him to shoot, and he complies, calling them calling that man his first victim. And you could see him holding back tears. And Griselda tells him that he was the first victim, uh, not the man he shot. Mm -hmm. uh, Celia takes Madison to the cellar and enters the cell to sell to show Madison all of her infected. Children, gigantic air quotes. Uh, Madison finally becomes old Madison again and locks Celia yes. in the gate. Yes. To be zombie food. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, Jorge is a fool, unties Daniel to give him some food. I guess he doesn't know Daniel like we do. Uh, <laughs> Daniel attacks him and escapes. And he sees ghost Griselda saying, I'm waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Sophia and the staff escort Strand to the gate. Alicia and Strand wave goodbye to each other as Sophia closes the gate. Inside the infected-filled wine cellar, Daniel is pouring gasoline everywhere and lights it on fire, and instead of seeing the infected, he hallucinates all of the people he has killed when Griselda emerges from the crowd and smiles uh, as the, the flames are, are licking at Daniel's feet. Mm -hmm. Very well written Wikipedia article here. <laughs> but, uh, very descriptive. Uh, very poetic. Yes, very descriptive writing. <laughs> uh, another fire suddenly consumes the estate. After the fire suddenly... I shouldn't say another fire. There wasn't another one. There was that one. After it consumes the estate, Strand sneaks back in and steals a pickup truck. Nick sees the estate on fire and is nonplussed about the whole situation. Madison... Runs into the storage room and sees Jorge unconscious and the floor and leaves him in search of Daniel. Outside, Alicia restrains Ophelia, who is crying for Daniel. Alicia keeps telling him that he's gone. Strand pulls up in the truck and urges them to get in. Nick walks up to Madison and says he couldn't find Travis and then suspiciously asks her where Celia is. She was right about us, he says. We destroy everything. Mm -hmm. Strand forces Madison into the truck as Nick turns his back on her. They watch as a blood sl look here it is again blood slathered Nick <laughs> walks away untouched among the infected as <laughs> blood slathered is not a phrase <laughs> I was expecting to read today as Strand <laughs> and the women flee the compound Nick walks with the zombies ignoring his mother and the truck outside Travis and Chris wander through the hillside 
The end of the first half of season two. What did you think of Shiva, Aurora? Ah, uh, what to say? <laughs> I mean, it's not like the it's not like there wasn't things that happened in this episode. It's just how do we feel about them? Right. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, last episode I was kind of hopeful. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what was happening in this show, and then all of a sudden, like everything changed yeah. like i i'm a huge fan of ruben blades um since i was a kid yeah and i was really excited to see him in this show mm-hmm. play a character that i liked yeah and then they destroyed that character for me in this episode wow okay i didn't like what they did with him it didn't make any sense mm-hmm. to me that he just turned crazy. <laughs> that is and, weird. I mean, did, did, did I miss something? Did something happen that triggered The weirdness? To... I, I, I mean, it's clear that his past has is bothering him more than he let on. But I feel like his past is what made him an interesting character. Yes. And... It's what made me think that he had a chance surviving in this world because he has gone through a horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he they use his past to just make him weak, right? Which it it goes against what I thought the show was doing, right? If that makes sense. Yeah, um, I I'm with you. Uh, I mean, I liked most of the I like the development of getting to see more of his his backstory in that mm-hmm. regard but it's weird yeah it's weird that he was hallucinating his wife and like it, it just it just felt like it came on very suddenly i think yeah i think that the ending shot of him is very ambiguous on purpose i think they want mm-hmm. you to think he's dead i don't think he is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I hope he's alive. Yeah, it's it's the whole thing is really weird. I gotta say, I love how it, I love how it looked. Mm-hmm. But I saw the scene. I guess I must have missed the part where those people were supposed to represent all the people he's killed. I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, they changed like as as they keep kept walking towards him, they keep they kept changing from walkers to like normal people. Yeah, like what yeah. I was. I don't know. I must have been. I must have misread it because even though I was weirded out by the fact that he was hallucinating, mm-hmm. uh, and that was strange to me, but they had to kill his wife. You know, like I can't remember. Did she turn, or did they kill her before she had a chance to turn? I think they killed her before. I know she was injured, right? Okay, and, yeah, I think um, she had. I think she had died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think she was in the hospital, and they did the. The, right. the the bolt thing to her head. Mm-hmm. Um, I was read I was reading it weird. I was reading it differently. Like I I was reading it like how Celia thinks that you know hey, they're changed, but you know they're still the same. Like they're still mm-hmm. alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're still moving around. They don't look like they're dead to me. Um, and so she was she was looking at it from a perspective of their. You know, they're still intact. Their souls are in there somewhere. They're still them. Right. And I was reading the whole situation with Daniel and his thing with his wife. Like, uh, you know, she says stuff like set like set me free. Yeah. And that was reading to me like they're trapped in there. Yes. And 
when I saw that scene at the end, I thought he was hallucinating the zombies as who they were before they were zombies. Oh, I see. see. So I saw it as like he was seeing their inner selves that are trapped in the zombies, and then he sees his wife, and that's why. And I love the shot. I love the slow motion fire. I love the shot of his eyes, and you can see the flames in his eyes. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) There was some cool stuff in there for sure, but it was very weird how they handled it all. Yeah. Um, I have to say that with that, you know, that scene, I agree with everything you said. mm -hmm. But that scene bothered me a little bit. Because the scene that I enjoyed the most in this episode was when, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on Madison um, traps Celia there. Yes. For me, that was the the best scene. That was, <laughs> I was that like, was yes, great. she's back. The, the, yes. weird, the weird thing is, I think, is that Celia actually made some slightly coherent points. She did when she was saying that, that what you would. Would you do it for your kids? Yeah, if, you, if your chi- yeah, if your child can't say "I love you," does that mean you stop loving them? If they if they don't hear you, does that mean you stop talking to them? Right. Uh, you know, like I could, I can under, especially as a parent, I can understand where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. But again, we have the we have the benefit of foresight, I guess. So we know she's not in her right mind. Like, no, there's everything we've seen on the show suggests that. They're not in there anymore. Right. And she's like, is, you know, is there anything you wouldn't do for your kids? And Madison's like, nope. And then locks her in. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's about time she did <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. But then, I, but then, you know, you have that scene that I thought it was great. Was great. It mm-hmm. was very powerful. We have Madison back. That's great. Yep. But then you have Daniel going and burning everyone up. And I feel like that took away from that previous scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I was expecting to see, I don't know, like the walkers eating Celia or, you know, seeing something very gory. Yeah, they didn't give uh, us that. But they didn't give us that. They just, they had that scene and then Daniel just burned everything up. And yes. that was it. <laughs> um, I, I, You know, and I think a lot of that is for the sake of ambiguity. Like maybe they didn't show her her death because maybe she's not dead somehow or... Maybe. I I don't know for sure. I mean, it's obviously it's difficult to tell, especially if a death is implied, but you never see it specifically. Well, there were some barrels inside. You could climb them up, maybe. And sure, I don't know. Maybe there's a back door that maybe, she knew about. Maybe, maybe she has some sort of weird zombie magic or something where they leave <laughs> her alone and don't attack her. I don't know. Uh, but there, I, so there's that. I mean. Uh, this is a Walking Dead show, so it's, I guess, not surprising that they finally did an episode where the group gets fractured and split into a bunch of uh, tinier groups. Yeah, that yeah. does happen on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta say, my favorite pairing, uh, and this is purely from a, a armchair, an armchair writing standpoint, is uh, Travis and Chris are stuck with each other, so hopefully... That means next season, at the beginning of the episode, we can just get some white text on a black screen that says Travis, Travis and Chris both fell <laughs> off a mountain. 
on their way back to the estate or something. Like they're just dead and they write them off. I hope so. Because when I saw that they were one of the people that, you know, you have them apart. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, that means that we're going to have an episode where just Chris and Travis, and that's going to be the worst episode. Oh my goodness. I'm going to hate that episode. They're going to be dumb and annoying together for 44 (laughs) minutes. Uh, That better not happen. Uh, we got like a weird group. We got like uh, Ophelia, Alicia, uh, Madison, and Strand, and mm-hmm. a in a fort and a tandem. Nick and himself and the walkers. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe it'd be Nick and Daniel if Daniel's huh. not dead, or if Celia's not dead, or if Celia's Nick not and dead. Celia. That'd be a weird team as well. Uh, yeah, so you know maybe that will happen. I don't know. I don't even know if the kid playing Nick is even going to be back uh, after this, because uh, you shared with me that uh, that article. I guess yeah, of yeah, he yeah. got uh, got got arrested, I believe, yeah. uh, at at the old filming lot. Mm-hmm. I guess he tried. Uh, basically, what it sounds like to me is that he was wasted and tried to go see. Uh, this is just assumptions, by the way, that he went to go see, like, a friend who was shooting on the lot, and they wouldn't let him in, and right. then he got into a fight, because mm-hmm. he was wasted, and then he got arrested. He was in character. He was Nick. Yeah, a lot of people were saying, <laughs> I saw that in the comments, and it's like, so he was just in character? <laughs> he was just... He was He's just taking it too seriously. He's taking... Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he was way, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was way in, way too deep. Um... <laughs> So who knows? Maybe he won't even be back. Maybe it'll just be Nick wandered into the horde of zombies, never to be seen again. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, with all of these missing, uh, with all these missing cast members now, with all these uh, the missing people on the show, uh, this would be a perfect time to reintroduce Tobias into the group. I think. Yes. Uh, he just he's in Mexico somehow. Um, we're not sure. Maybe he's held up uh, in a bunker he's created in a high school somewhere in Mexico, uh, because of course that's his thing. Uh, I just really want an episode where they they come across a like a, a school and he's just like the king of the high school. He's got like yeah. a throne in the lunchroom. No, I still uh, want that episode where he has a like pimped out jet ski. Yes, with sharks attached to it, and he's oh just my god, he's, he's chained to each side with sharks. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't even know how that would control the sharks. Like, it's not like it would stop the sharks from jumping. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's but... Tobias. He can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> he's acquired mind control. He's like Aquaman. He can control the sharks. Uh, we don't have to explain that away right away. That can be a mystery for later on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was a weird episode. I. Uh, I, I liked parts of it, didn't like other parts of it. Uh, it's, it's certainly, at the very least, it, it left us asking some questions about what what could happen next. So uh, there is at least that, which I usually find to be a good thing. This wasn't like a blow-away, mind-bending, uh, cliffhanger-type situation, but uh, I didn't find it particularly offensive or anything. Mm-hmm. They sort of... Uh, I mean, the the Travis and Chris stuff that we got was, uh, I guess, mind-bending in in so much as that they thought that was okay to put on the television show. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, that character, Travis, they need to do something with him. He's Uh, he's a mess. Yeah, maybe he needs to kill Chris and that will do something to him. I thought thought he was gonna. Yeah. When they were wrestling, um, he was wrestling that knife away from him. 
Yeah. I thought, okay, something's gonna happen, like the knife is gonna s- slip or something, and he's gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if that happens, that's gonna be a great, you know, turn yeah. for Travis. But then it didn't happen. He was just. <laughs> I mean, on the on the other on the other hand, uh, you know, Chris was talk about a weird character. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that character. Like, I can understand, like, he went, he was very upset about his mother dying and that changing him, but it changed him into, like, a psychotic killer? Yeah, why, why is he taking a little kid hostage? What's going on? Well, he has a, he has a, he has a history of playing, uh, the, the guy who plays Chris has a history of thoroughly unlikable characters. He was in J.J. Abrams' reboot of Star Trek, where he played one of the bullies who bullied young Spock. On oh, Vulcan. of course. Okay, now I don't like. I I hate him even more. <laughs> they picked on him for having a human mom and. Uh, oh, that's not cool. Yeah, for being not even full Vulcan. He's a, he's just a dick in general. He plays <laughs> dick parts. Uh, this Lorenzo Henry. That's the name of the guy who plays Chris. Uh, all right. Uh, let's uh, let's give a score for this one, and uh, we'll be on our way. So, what did you? What would you rate this Shiva episode? I rated a solid three. Wow. Yes. That's a little lower than I, I gave it. I, I gave it a four. Uh, but I, I guess I wasn't I, I guess I wasn't as stomped on by the whole Daniel thing as you were, but I, mainly because I think I misread the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Uh and I prefer to I, I prefer to keep seeing it in the light that I saw it in and not Yeah, I mean it was the way that they presented it, it was really confusing. So I, it could be either way. I don't, I really don't know. Yeah. I was like, I was happy at the extra character development. It's like, boy, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in more of this guy's story now, like way more interested than I was before. Uh, he, he jumped very high up on the characters I care about list, uh, on this show. Uh, but then like the rest of the stuff was very, in fact, very confusing and I didn't know how to take any of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I, so I gave it a four. High, uh, hardly a, a ringing endorsement for an episode like this. We, the the these types of episodes should be like four and a halfs into five territory. Yes, uh, especially a, a so. mid season finale. It, they should, I don't know, do some do better writing. I guess. <laughs> you heard it, AMC guys. <laughs> do more better. <laughs> Write better characters. I mean, that's right. Give Travis something. I don't know. <laughs> Think of something. I mean, anything would be better than what he's doing right now. Yes. I mean, for God's sakes, he went out without shoes. The zombie apocalypse. What an idiot. The man is a fool. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, I have no way to officially end the show since we won't be back until, quote, unquote, sometime later this year. They mm-hmm. literally don't have a date for the return of the show, I'm guessing it will be sometime before the return of The Walking Dead, which will yeah. be later in the year. So I don't know. We're going to take a break from the show, though. Uh, but stick around to cinemageekly.com/premium. Plenty of other things to talk about, uh, and there will be. There just won't be with most of the regular shows. Gotham is ending. Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow has already ended. Those shows are going to be going by the wayside. Which means we we'll may we may have to dig some other shows uh, out for a while and uh, and do some more of that to keep people occupied. Uh, so yeah, if you want to check other shows out, cinemageekly.com/premium, and of course you can find us on Google Play Music and iTunes. Just search for Fear the Walking Dead, and you can subscribe. 
Okay, I think that's it. Um, I'm not used to. I'm still not used to doing these extended closings for these <laughs> podcasts. Usually, it's just like enjoy people who paid uh, to get access to these. Um, now I have to remember to do all these other things. Uh, all right, for Aurora, I'm Anthony. We'll be back sometime later this year uh, to talk about the yet untitled season two, episode eight of Fear the Walking Dead. Tobias, come back. To- <laughs> Return of the Tobias. <laughs>